Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, law, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Yo, welcome back, everybody, to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. We are pretty much well into 2023. I say that, but we're like in the first month, but, but there's been a lot happening for gaming already. Now this is the first month of the paradox. Cause I, I think we can all agree that something happened around 2015, 16 and shit's not right. <laughs> we're in some weird parallel paradox. I don't care if anyone thinks I'm crazy, but something's off. Okay. I feel like I'm going to die. Like I'm going to become like 80. Or, you know, God forbid I live to 80. Jesus Christ, that sounds horrible. Like, I personally, I hope I die about 65, 70. Everything after that just looks terrible. Um, but I feel like, you, you know that Rick and Morty episode where, where, where fucking Morty is, is playing the game and then he, he lives a whole life and then he yeah, dies. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It, like, that's going to be, I swear to God, I'm going to die and wake up and be like, oh shit, I'm fucking 20. You played a whole game. How <laughs> would that be? Thank God. That wasn't Man, real. How messed up would that be for you to just wake up and realize the life you lived was just Jesus. actually a game? I, and you didn't realize you were playing it. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I I that's what I feel like 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 when we when we die and then we're reborn, it's like we 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 woke up and never went to sleep. And then the vice versa is true. We, we, you know, it's like we went to sleep. And it's like we were never awake. And then we have our memories erased and then we fucking go again. It's like we're a fucking simulation. Okay, anyways, before we go, now that we've messed with everybody's mind with this opener, simulation, okay? None of this is real. Well, before we actually get into the, 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 meat and potatoes, surprisingly, that was not the meat and potatoes, but friggin' the meat and potatoes. I can't even talk. I'm having a glitch in the system. Uh, I want to see. I want to tell you guys, make sure to check out our store, the gzshop.com. Tons of exclusive merchandise right there. If you guys love the show, you can grab yourselves one of these amazing Chop Chop hoodies that I'm wearing or an original series network t-shirt like Warner's is wearing. Uh, they are comfortable, sleek, amazing designs and affordable. So they make good gym shirts too. 
Oh, they make, yeah. We have Fighter Unlock. We got a new uh, gym shirt line, Fighter Unlock. Go grab yourself some amazing apparel from our store and show your love and support for the show and pretty much the live streams, everything else we do. GZShop.com. Use code GZChopShop and save on your order. So make sure to go do that. Check it out. All right. Now, what I want to talk about in this episode, 2023 is underway and it is definitely looking like it's going to be a very busy year for gaming. And it's already pretty much has, have kicked, has kicked off. Um, so what's happened? Well, one, we got PlayStation saying the crisis is over. You can get yourself a PS5 now without struggling. How convenient of the gaming industry to suddenly have things available at a better (laughs) price. Yeah. Yeah. Funny story about a PS5 regarding me, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, And we also have a lot of amazing games lined up for this year. We've got the Legend of Zelda dropping for the switch we've got star wars uh jedi survivor coming out and all of these are within like the next few months like before we hit july final fantasy 16 is coming out dead space is coming out you know we've we've got a lot of amazing games lined up for this year the, the and at dead the same space time one's a remake like a complete yeah. remake or just a graphical graphical no it's a update. remake it is a remake. Oh man, that's gonna be hit or miss, dude. Because that's that's such a iconic uh, horror game. For, yeah, you know, especially for the time it came out. So, yeah, um, it's it's definitely interesting, and and it's kind of scary because it's not the as far as I know, it's not the original team that's working on it because Visceral Games is is no more. Um, so how heavy handed has EA been? in this remake but the thing is EA, you want a better gun to deal with the enemies on the other side of the door if you stop right there at that little uh little, <laughs> kiosk. little kiosk uh you can uh for the low price of five dollars buy yourself a brand new weapon yep if you want five real some skins you can pay one dollar for a skin jesus that- christ ea fuck ea i'm sorry i'm trying not to cuss as much on the show but ea sucks ea is they are the ultimate bad guy but at the time when they know they need to save face save you know their their name and brand they let an an occasional gem drop titanfall and star wars star wars uh jedi fallen order it's a phenomenal game than apex and i don't care i'll die on that hill uh, I, I mean, I'm with you on that one. Like, I tolerate Apex because my friends played it and it was a good chance to play. And in the beginning, when Apex first came out, I loved it. When it first came out, I loved Apex. But then everyone got on Apex. And then it just it just got steadily worse, in my opinion. It just it's like once all the sweat people started having a say apex just lost its way and it lost my interest like i come back every now and then because you know one of my buddies is he like really got into it as i was falling off of it and like i'm like all right i'll play and then there's a few characters that i like that pop up but then i'm like 
it's just not for me anymore. Like back when it wasn't so doggone sweaty, it was actually fun and enjoyable. Now it's just like, if you're not a sweat fest person and you don't keep up with like all the little nuance changes and stuff that they're doing, it's, it's definitely not, not the game for you because it's not the game for me anymore, but you know, to each their own. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of big things happening in this year. Um, one, ZeniMax has formed a union under Microsoft. For anyone who doesn't remember, Microsoft bought Bethesda, which, you know, that's its software, ZeniMax. And now ZeniMax has formed a union for their quality assurance teams. Now, anyone who knows what the QA people do, I am not discrediting what they do. They're basically the game testers which I guess for a Bethesda game, being a game tester could be very stressful because those games are always loaded with bugs. (laughs) But they have formed a union and Microsoft basically could not, I guess they couldn't deny it because they signed a neutral contract with the CWA to stay neutral in those kind of situations. They can't be for or against. They have to remain neutral. And since there was enough support for it, Microsoft basically had to recognize it. And a lot of people are side-eyeing Microsoft recognizing this union because the CWA, after Microsoft agreed to the neutrality contract and signed it, they gained support behind them by the CWA for their acquisition of blizzard activision so a lot of people are looking at microsoft like you did that just to get some support to push through your deal of the blizzard acquisition because they need all the support they can get they got the you know federal trade looking at them like hmm this seems to be a monopoly we you know there's a lot of obstacles popping up in their way so microsoft will i think microsoft will do whatever it takes to get that deal to close and one of my predictions is that deal will finalize this year. So, okay, yeah. one do people actually <laughs> think that unions are the answer to corporate America and all the problems that come with it? Because it's not. It's a naive shot in the dark and and, and unions are cults. You give them money. They say they have your back. They fight for you. You get laid off for a little bit and then get to come back. They give you a fucking t-shirt for participation. And then you go back. It's so fucking stupid, dude. Unions are a cult. And it's like this. It's like a child's way of trying to fix an adult problem. That's what it is. It's actually funny the way you describe unions because when with the postal service they operate with a union and that's exactly how it went yeah <laughs> that's exactly it how is. it went even down to the t-shirt <laughs> and they didn't have my back cuz i already know, had a problem you know who it hurts it hurts the consumer it, it, that's who it, hurts. it just further hurts the consumer because now the companies have to dish out all this extra money for themselves not 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 and and for uh, to defend themselves or aid in per contract for the people that are unionized, which what do you think that does? It raises prices. It's just another thing that raises prices and hurts everybody else. And guess what? All those people at the end of the day get after they pay their little union fees, they get a fucking 
water bottle or something like yeah shit we get to <laughs> we get to feel like we were a part of something so here's my question to you blizzard activision was very adamant on the prevention of unions when they were independent they were they would do everything in their power to stop unions from forming under their banner now that microsoft is more than likely potentially going to own them microsoft has this neutrality what do you think is going to happen now with the blizzard activision section of microsoft because they were super anti-union and now zenimax has a union it in in you know activision blizzard's been real quiet the past couple years since they got in trouble for all the shit that came out Mm -hmm. um you think they're just going to take the name? I think a lot of people are going to be let go. And a lot of things, once again, are people are going to be replaced and things are going to be reorganized again. We're going to see a new CEO again. And, you know, I, I just, I, I'm losing my passion for video games in this era because it's, it's like there's a, such a huge greed aspect to everything. And then the the shitty workplaces come out and then everyone's getting fired and let go. It affects the games. Games get delayed. They don't come out as great. They come out unfinished and then unfinished and then unfinished. And then you get mm-hmm. another DLC that still doesn't finish the first game. And then Microsoft comes along and once again buys another studio, doesn't fix any of the problems. And then they buy more studios and more studios, doesn't fix any of the problems because they just want more money. And then everyone gets fired again. And then a new CEO every couple of years, like there's no consistency anymore in the gaming industry. It's just, we're just being, it's like garbage is just being regurgitated and Microsoft and blizzard and Activision and even Sony, all of them, they just, at the end of the day, they go, well, that's just business. Yeah. I actually agree with that sentiment that at the end of the day, they just literally look at the problem. They go, well, that's just, that's just business. How do we recover our losses? Um, and I'm glad that you brought up, you know, the whole monetary angle of this because, uh, and this is, this was from a Bloomberg article that actually, uh, recently came out. Um, gaming actually in terms of profit took a dip. 4.3% dip after two years of COVID boosted growth, the games market declined 4.3% last year to 184.4 billion, which yes, that's still a lot of money, but it was still a step backwards. And according to estimates from gaming analytics, one reason, and this is what you literally mentioned is that a lot of highly anticipated titles scheduled for release were delayed. Yeah. I and that's it. becoming the norm. It's becoming the norm. They hype people up. And I, I, at this point, they know they're getting delayed. Like, like they know when a game is going to get delayed, but they wait until the time of release for the most part, like, or like close to the time of release to say something. And then yeah. they get like three more years or something to, to get the game out. Right. And then they blame everything else, but themselves. And then they put the game out and then it's unfinished and buggy. And then they're like, Oh, now we're going to raise prices and here's $70. Uh, you pay us $70 for this unfinished buggy game. Um, and then uh, I hope you vote for us at the uh, game of the year uh, awards. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
And another another thing is there's so much there the Sony and Microsoft and well maybe not so much Nintendo because Nintendo is pretty stubborn, but definitely Microsoft are trying to dominate specific fields. And Microsoft is appealing to everyone's need for easier accessibility. Uh, because with the, like the Game Pass, they have their, you know, you can play on your phone, you can, you can play on your computer, you can stream our games from anywhere you want for the low, low cost of whatever a Game Pass costs right now. I don't know, because I don't, I don't have Game Pass. I don't like Microsoft that much anymore. Yeah, it's like 20 <laughs> um, bucks or something. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, Sony is trying to keep everyone in their ecosystem. Like they ease up a little bit with their multiplayer games, but for the most part, they try to keep everyone in their ecosystem. Like, you know, you play your stuff on our hardware. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With our stuff, no third party. Um, and it's this tug of war. And it's gotten really bad over the years. And honestly, honestly, and I only say this because they pulled the trigger first because it could, it would have been the same if Sony pulled the trigger first, but because Microsoft pulled the trigger first, they got the whole ball rolling of this tug of war, especially just before COVID, but definitely during COVID of wanting to conquer the gaming market and the metaverse, which can we also point out to this day, no one can tell you what the metaverse is. No one knows what the metaverse is. You know what? I, I have I have a great uh uh thought process on what what the what the metaverse is. Um Digimon Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> you don't have to play it to know what it is, but Digimon is is you go into a virtual world, uh you upload your avatars, and then Digimon are like these these sort of uh uh programs that have come to life uh on their own. And it involves like hacking and just all kinds of stuff. But when I think of the metaverse, that's what I think of like a virtual world where you can do anything and there's programs that you can utilize and you can walk around and do stuff like that's what comes to mind. And, and I was actually thinking this yesterday because I was, I was, uh, I was showing my kids the, the, the Digimon, a uh, couple Digimon games, um, cause they, they've gotten into it and we're like, we, we we're so close. Like if any video game world could come to life, it would be Digimon. Like, think about it. 
it's not that far fetched. If AI were to get intelligent enough to have like, like creatures <laughs> that are like viruses and data that can like also equally communicate with you and aid you or hurt you all inside a giant virtual world. Like that's what it, that sounds more real to me than any other like fantasy world ever has because of how crazy technology is getting. So in that same thread, here's a question for you. We, if we're at this point where we could have that stuff and you've got companies like Microsoft pushing for it and Facebook trying to create it, why do you think VR is still so niche? I, I, that, that's simple. That's because the virtual world, the meta world, whatever uh, you want to call it itself is still niche because we as a society still don't understand it. The only there's the, the people that are in the metaverse that are messing with it aren't as many as people think. It's not a lot of people. I, I, I want to say like, I agree. Like it's, it's, you know, because people don't understand and you fear what you don't understand and you, you, you insult and downplay what you, you don't understand because you don't want to admit that you're not willing to learn it. So instead you downplayed and insulted to make yourself feel better. That's my personal take. If I've offended you, uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but in, in terms of VR, VR has been around for a long time, like longer than people think. Yeah. But it's also not like, it's not like financially lucrative. It's not something you can just like, like it's expensive. It's an expensive hobby and, yeah. and it's expensive enough that it needs to be a hobby you're consistent with. Otherwise it's an, a very, very pricey piece of equipment that's just sitting there going unused. And an, another thing that one of the articles I read went into another reason people aren't so into the VR and in turn the metaverse is because there isn't an application that they feel is personally worth it. Like most like VR catered and caters uh, mostly to gamers like me diving into RE4, beautiful diving, diving into Beat Saber amazing and for a lot of those you know fps focused people there's plenty of shooter games you can dive into star wars but for your average person and for your mobile gamers which also fun fact mobile gaming is literally taking over as much as that pains me to say mobile gaming is on the verge of leading the market which i get why because everyone has a cell phone so it's a easier market because everyone has a cell phone and everyone has access to an app store it's more convenient which is another reason why microsoft wants such a big hand in it and why they opened up the gates with their game pass and stuff because they're like we can get our games to everybody it's a smart move as annoying as it is so a lot of people are probably thinking well why do i need this beyond my my phone there's no apps uh I feel metaverse won't see a turnaround until, and I hate to say this, but just watching how people have been since 2020 to now, as fucked up as this is going to sound, tell me if I'm wrong. The metaverse would blow up if there was an interactive Instagram and OnlyFans. Oh, 100%. The metaverse would take off. 
if they ignored gaming for a year or so and catered to the social media, not just social space, but social media, interactive TikTok, Instagram, OnlyFans, the metaverse would suddenly explode. And then everyone would jump on that bandwagon in the metaverse, which that could be a whole conversation of itself of why I think that, but I'll let you guys come to your own conclusions on that one, because that's like an argument that is like been had for, for forever now, because what the statistics came out like over 70% of, uh, of Americans have an OnlyFans account. It's a huge number. Like at first it was 50, but now it's like up to 70% have an OnlyFans account. I don't remember if that was like they're on it as a creator or they just have one to, you know, have it. But then the number's huge. And I was like, oh. And that's when I sat there and I said, if the VR realm went in and the metaverse opened up to that, we would see it suddenly take off. Because let's be honest, one of the other reasons the gaming industry blew up, there's two People wanted to try something new and games offered that. So sheer boredom. I will grant that that was a case. But another thing that also helped games blow up was platforms like Twitch and YouTube. And definitely on Twitch because of how it was presented and the presenters playing these games helped. Gaming became a form of social media in its own way. Oh, it became yeah, absolutely. A form of social media. Yeah. So discord, discord's a huge, a, a, a huge example. It's, yeah. it's its own form of social media. I don't like to call it that, but that that's what it is. Yeah. And thank you once again, discord for not selling to Microsoft. Thank you for sticking to your guns. Greatly appreciate it. Even all this time later, still appreciate it because I don't think Discord would have made it had Microsoft got their hands on it. Or that's just my take. Had they made it, it, it would have it would have absolutely turned into something completely different. Full. It would have been a subscription based service. Subscriptions and yeah. Anytime like Microsoft wants to touch something, it's because they want to take it and make money off of it and turn it into some kind of subscription based service. Yep. Yep. And it would have been like, oh, if you want to have the stuff you have now for free, get our Game Pass. And then you'd have been sucked in to get in their game pass just so you could keep using your discord services free. This is just my hypothetical opinion, just based off of trends of, of Microsoft, uh, you know, t- tendencies in the past, but for a, a final, you know, final thought on more of a positive note, there's a ton of games coming out this year. Are there any you're looking forward to? Um, to be honest, no, <laughs> Like, honestly, no, not, not a single game has stood out to me. And I've been like, man, I can't wait to play that, but I'm in a bitter position right now. Like I, I was going to so say bitter. like, you do, you're done. <laughs> I'm done. Like, like another sequel, another sequel, another sequel, but it's the same game as the last five games. Like maybe final fantasy does a pretty damn good job of, of bringing to life a whole new story. So I, mm. I give final fantasy that, but it feels like half the games coming out again are unfinished and buggy and followed by nine DLCs that suck. And then 
you know, if it's not that, it's just reboots and remakes. I I'm I'm not going to buy the new Dead Space. I played Dead Space one, two, and three. They were great games. I read the comics. I I you know the the books. Like I I've read a lot of crossover comics with, between Dead Space and other things. Like I love Dead Space. And you want me to play some remake that maybe graphically looks better, but you're going to change the game? Like, nah, get out of here. Like there. I, I, I'm so bitter with the game industry right now. I'm the last person to ask what game I'm looking to like forward to. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep chilling and I'm going to keep playing chill games like Phasmophobia. I <laughs> like that game when I'm in the mood for it. I love my Mech Warrior games. Those are very niche, but they're, they're strategy and action. I love those. Maybe, you know, there is a Mech Warrior DLC coming out. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited to see it get love. Uh, so yeah, I none of, none of the games. I'm tired of FPS games. They're all the same to me. They, none of them are innovative or different than any other one. They're always just a sequel, but really a remake of the previous one. It's just I have nothing positive to say, regardless <laughs> of the fact that you just said you wanted to end on a positive note. I was I'm like so much for that bitchy person <laughs> right now. Okay, uh, I will attempt to end on a positive. I do have some that I'm looking forward to. So I recently came into getting a PS5 conveniently right when, right before Sony says the crisis is over. You can get a PS5 despite the one I got being the last in stock from of where I got it from, which uh, guys, you do have the option. I don't know how many people do this. If you don't want to drop like five, $600, try using a firm or there, there's other um, companies that will basically pay for the, you, you know, the, the console. And then you do small payments over the next few months and pay off your, your system. And, and it also helps build your credit. You can literally it's, uh, use it to it's, build your it's credit. It's Walmart layaway for nerds. Well, exactly. Walmart layaway for nerds. Cause I got my PS five for $2 and 73 cents. I have never seen you like end <laughs> an episode on like, like, ha, 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 look what I have. Fuck you. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, you know, I got it like I'm done, <laughs> but no, I, I do have some games that I'm looking forward to. And I was, I'm glad that I was able to finally get my hands on a PS five. Um, because I do want to play the Resident Evil 4 remake at, because I skipped all the remasters. The only time I got a new Resident Evil was on when it came to the PS3 and the VR version. Because once I started seeing that remasters, HD remix, all that was becoming a thing, that got annoying. And they, they, they Skyrimmed it. But then they said, hey, we're going to remake it. And I was like... Now, why does have my attention? Why does Skyrim that sound like a sexual exploit? <laughs> hey, if you you want to try that Skyrim move, Christ, <laughs> don't say it like that. But um, Legend of Zelda, Zelda, um, <laughs> I'm still glitched in the system. Like glitch. Uh, this new Zelda game, I You're- definitely want that. The, um, the owner of your little simulation who's playing you as a character, he's like, let's make this black guy a hick. Bro, he, he dropped the controller. <laughs> For no reason. He dropped he the was, controller. He and dropped everything. the controller. <laughs> um, Dead Space did pique my interest. I'm willing to give it a try. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is also on my list. And obviously Star Wars. So I've got about five games 
that are on my radar. However, uh, I will definitely probably not be getting them at launch. I won't probably be getting those games like day one. Um, and I'll talk about that in another episode. But those are the five games that are on my radar. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to those. So if you guys have any games that you're interested in that you think are, you know, are going to be blockbusters for 2023, we'd definitely love to hear your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about 2023? What are some of your predictions for the market games, anything happening in the industry? Do you have any conspiracy theories? Cause you know, I love my conspiracy theories. Do you have anything that can get Warner's even more fired up <laughs> that we may not have discussed. Let us know. Visit our website, osntacmedia.com. Go to the show page, GZ Chop Shop, and send us your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. And if you guys want to catch these episodes right after they're made, or catch these us hands. on Patreon. <laughs> catch these hands. <laughs> But hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OSM Media, where you get all these episodes super duper early, along with exclusive perks and exclusive codes that you can use in our soon to be two stores. So keep an eye out for that. We actually are going to be working with a fourth wall and building a very brand new store. So a lot of the items that you guys have been requesting will be popping up over there. So be on the lookout for that. I have more on that in the future. Anyway. You guys have been amazing. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourself and each other. We'll catch all you wonderful people in the next episode. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Hitachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or Acast for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.